welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner for Saturday, May 14th, 2022. It is just after 3 UTC as we're starting to record. Uh, I'm Sam Minter and Yvonne Bo is back this week. Hello, Yvonne. Hello. 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 I'm here. Well, good, good, good. Back. Congratulations. We're glad you, I'm glad you're back anyway. I don't know uh, if the listeners are, but you know. Um, uh, that could be a problem. Well, so, okay. Agenda. We will do our usual, but first. And then we're going to do. Hey, what I was doing last week. What? Did you even tell people what I was doing? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I told them you were out. I, I yeah. didn't like get into detail. Well, I, I, I mean, I went on my first business trip in two plus years. I think you mentioned that you were going to do that two weeks ago. Let me finish with the agenda. Okay. Our second topic, uh, you know, two weeks ago, we sort of briefly touched on this at the very end of the show, but this time we are going to devote an entire segment to this whole drama with Elon Musk and Twitter. And then finally, we will have our last segment on markets, economy, all of that kind of stuff, because it's been uh, an interesting couple weeks for the stock markets, for crypto. We've got new inflation numbers. We've got new employment numbers, again, all, all this kind of stuff. And so we'll save that for last. Uh, but first, but first, uh, yeah, but, but first is the but first. I, I'm so gonna- confused. Well, I'm going to say one thing in the but first, just yes. as a short blurb right blurb, now. Uh, blurb. Yeah, because John had mentioned uh, uh, John, John who listens to our show on, on the Slack. John? John? Right? Bob? I got his name right. Do you mean Bob? No, John. No. John. John. Oh, John. Yes, John. Yes. Okay, yeah, yes. John shared something about uh, on the topics about houses he, being he washed He almost never participates in the normal chat on our Commudgeons no. Corner Slack. Pops in. Every easy, once easy, in a while he pops in. Pops but then in. all of a sudden, well, uh, all, of a sudden pops in. all of a sudden he's dropping something into the topics. But yeah, go ahead. It was a good topic. Well, it, well, the thing is that he shared this thing about uh, houses being washed indeed in the ocean. But look, don't because there was a nice all... video of one of them in North right, Carolina. But, this but week. let's be clear about this: this area has had this happening for a long yes. time. It's like really, you know, I I don't understand how these people spend this kind of money on these houses where they get literally repeatedly destroyed. Uh, they were talking about a guy over here. He paid five hundred and fifty thousand dollars for this house. I highly doubt he was able to get insurance mm. i don't even understand how the hell he was able to get a mortgage because well it, this it's has been, repeatedly it, it, it's happened i mean this i remember a very vulnerable area for remember, as long as i can remember I, I lived in north carolina when i was a preteen. okay mm-hmm. so this was a long time ago and i remember even back then like I, I went with some of my friends to visit cape hatteras and they talked about you know the vulnerability of the lighthouse and some of the buildings and i remember even back then they were talking about you know having to move houses back every few right. years because yeah. they you know that all of the houses are on stilts you know yep. the, there's all of this stuff and so it it, it is accelerating but you're you're absolutely right. Like this is a good the, example. I don't I don't yeah. I don't find that this is a good example of like like climate change because this is always to me seem like the stupidest place to put any damn houses, especially made out of wood. You know, over here there are certain p- places that they have houses like this, but they are built on concrete piles. Okay, okay, and so 
you know, and they build them up to a second floor. So basically if water washes in, the, 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 the tide rises, there's a storm or whatever, um, you know, the water will go up, it stays in place, and usually it'll come back down, and it's fine, okay? But building a house out of wood like there is one of the dumbest fucking things I ever heard. And by the way, then spending $550,000 on top of it is even dumber. So anyway, all right, I just want to mention that. Thanks, John, for sharing the subject. I really... And, and yes, I am very worried about climate change, but I just think that that's just not the best. Well, and we, you know, and, and just to be clear, the reason it came up is because of this really cool video of the house, of the house getting washed away. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes. Anyway, well, good for that um, guy who okay. loses uh, half a million. Anyway, bucks. so we, yeah, so but. so, but, but what's your real but first, Yvonne, or should I go first? I haven't even thought of uh, mine yet. But well, go ahead. last time last, I believe last I time went, you I and I did a but go. first together, I had the whole damn segment. So you could have the whole segment this time if you want. Look. I, uh, so this last, uh, week, uh, after I got back from my business trip, okay. Um, I, which was totally uneventful. Everything was fine. But you did have a business trip. You did fly for the first time in forever. And it was, well, I I had actually flown in in March. No, but not, not for a business trip. You'd flown for, you'd flown for personal reasons. For pleasure. Um, but, uh, and, and you went to Puerto Rico. Yeah. Now, let me just say one thing. So talk about this and what happened to the the last 10 days that I've been, whatever, two weeks that I've been gone. Puerto Rico uh, is in such a fucking sorry state still that I, I'm just, I don't see how the hell they're ever, I mean, there's still so much damage around from the hurricane. The hurricane was five years ago. Wow. Okay? It's been five that long. Five fucking years ago. Yes. This is and the one where still, Trump threw the paper towels. Yes. And they're still in in some of the, what are supposedly the luxury areas of San Juan, places where there's still traffic lights that haven't been put back up. Mm. And I'm just like, what the hell? Now, I will say that a big part of this is massive uh, uh, political disarray in Puerto Rico. Uh, it's, just, it, it's just a mess. And it, all they do is just... I said my conclusion is that everybody that's here in politics or in most things, you know, in politics specifically more than anything, they're not planning for like three or five years from now. Their only plan is for tomorrow. How do I survive until tomorrow? And they don't think any further away than that. And, And a lot of the decisions I see and the conditions of things I see basically reflect that because if you don't think any further down than that, then you're just, you know, you don't really do anything to fix anything. Um, I stayed at this hotel that in years past had been a luxury hotel that literally every damn restaurant in the hotel was, I have no idea was shut down, not working because they all, Mm. they, they shuttered. Um, and I'm just like, what the fuck? How the hell? This is five years since the hurricane. And okay, I know we had the pandemic, but I'll tell you what, you go to every freaking place around here, literally almost 90 plus percent are open. And if it's a hotel, they're fully functioning for the most part. And over there, it's like, I mean, not a single restaurant survived. There was a casino that shut down too. And this is, this is one of the supposedly places, you know, a property that is in an elite area. So you think about if that's that fucked up, 
think about what the hell as to be in like in you know in the rural areas how bad it has to be right so anyway so that was my observation about how <laughs> fucked up puerto rico is but um then i got back here on friday and um i went to this formula 1 race here okay um so, okay um i like formula 1 racing uh, I've liked it, uh, basically since I was a teenager and followed it very closely. I don't think I told you, but if I did, you don't remember at some point when, after we first met, you, you know, with my girlfriend that was there, she talked me out of doing something I had planned during our time in college to go to a, a school in France uh, mm. That was basically for race car drivers that okay. if from this uh, uh, course, the graduate that came out first, because they would do a competition for skill, whoever came out first, they would get sponsored for, uh, so Formula One has like Formula Two, Formula Three, back then it was called Formula 3000. So it's like the lower rung, it's like the minor leagues of Okay. Of that okay. kind of racing. So you get sponsored for a year. And then most of those people, uh, I knew that some very good drivers had come out of that school and um, and had gotten to drive in Formula One. Nice. And I really liked that very much. But let's be clear, especially back far more back then than now. It's a very dangerous uh, uh, sport. Right. Okay. Um. My wife's, my, my wife, my girlfriend, Sabina, back then, freaked out about this. You're going to get killed and basically talked me out of going to do that. Okay. Okay. Um, yep. Because she was like, you're going to get fucking killed. And, I don't want you dead. Yeah. And you probably would have. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, there were, I would say there's a, now there's a probably, a, uh, there, there was a, Let's say there's a good chance of it, but it's like we're talking about a 10% chance, not like a 90% chance. Okay. So, okay. yes, there was a one in 10 chance that maybe I could be dead. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. But it's not a, like a guarantee chance. But anyway, so bottom line, I didn't do that, but I've always followed the racing and whatnot uh, uh, o- o- over time. And I've been to a few races over the years. Um, and so, I mean, I've been in Brazil, I've been in Canada. I went to the, there's one in the U.S. There's been one in the U.S. on and off a long time. But for the most part, Formula One is not very popular in the U.S. However, it is, it's one of the most popular sports in the world, okay? Mm -hmm. But outside the U.S. And the U.S. is not very big. But what's happened the last couple of years that Netflix has started this series on, on, on their, you know, streaming platform, whatever, called Drive to Survive. Okay. Drive to survive is, uh, and they don't call survival in terms of like, well, I guess it's part of living, but it's really more because so you don't get like, uh, eliminated. Yeah. Your contract canceled, you get fired. Um, so, so it's like so one, of the, series, is it one of these competitions where you start out with like 30 people. No, no, down, no, no, no. Drive to Survive is a reality series based on what happens in in Formula One. OK. Oh, OK. OK. So it's uh, not all right. It's, it's so no, 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 no. So okay. it, it, it's called so they but they call it Drive to Survive. And that series has, has become one of the most popular series on Netflix. And it has driven a lot of interest in Formula One in the U.S., 
where I've been like shocked at, especially younger generation in, in, in the U.S. That all of a sudden I had people walk to me, talk to me about Formula One. I'm like, how the fuck do you know anything about this? Nobody in this country ever knows or cares about it, except a few geeks like me that like it in the U.S. You know, everybody else is like, nobody knows about this shit. Um, so it's driven that. And so last year, okay, and I know for years they have been trying to do a, a race in Miami, okay? They announced that they were going to do a race in Miami. Originally, they wanted to do it downtown, uh, but look, they couldn't figure out a way to make it downtown on the streets because of the traffic disruption that it would have. Because a race, a race isn't just like on a Sunday, like, you know, a couple of hours and it's done. It's a race weekend. They have practice on Friday, practice and qualifying on Saturday, and then a full race on Sunday. Okay. And, okay. and there are usually a whole bunch of other races and things that go around it. So they, they couldn't figure out a way. The city just wouldn't. They said, look, we can't just shut down all the streets that you want shut down for three days. We just can't do it. Now, Monaco does it, and some other places do it. But Monaco has been hosting that race for 100 years. They've, had, they've got that figured out. Okay. Um, you know, and that is regarded as the most prestigious race in Formula One. They've done it for like that long. And there's other places like Melbourne, Australia, where they do it on the streets. But again, they've been doing that race on those streets for years. They haven't figured out uh how they how they do it. Uh, and in Singapore as well, they somehow figured out in Singapore, but also Singapore's a little bit more totalitarian, so they're like, but also they go on on commuter rail and transit so much in Singapore that they can figure out a way around it that if you close streets. Okay. But not in downtown Miami. That's just, you know, not, 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 not really. So, so anyway, they did it. Uh, they, they found an alternate site. Okay. And they set up to do this race. And so when they announced it, I was like, Oh, great. They get to go to a race and I don't, you know, not have to travel out of town. Manu likes it as well. I took him to, to the race back in Texas a few years ago. We, he watches a little bit of it with me on TV. So, so, you know, we're going to go to the race. Um, but the race became, how do I say it's, um, it, it became, it's, it, it went far beyond just being a race. This became like the the must be seen event of okay. the damn year here in the U.S. I mean, literally. I'm not talking about just here. You're the talking about price, like celebrities and stuff needing oh, to be there oh, and all that oh, kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Okay. I mean, insane. Okay. Level of interest. So much so that this race became the most expensive price wise tickets. Of all the races, period. Okay, even though it's the first one, um, it's so to give an example, uh, there is this the the elite uh uh accommodations which are called the paddock club. The paddock is usually where all the cars are set up or whatever, and they have this paddock club. I and a couple of years ago, I'd looked to go in and buy some tickets to the paddock club to go to one race with my brother. It's five thousand dollars if we went to Canada. Okay, all right. It's expensive, okay? It was like, you know, you know, but it, it, it's pretty pricey. Look, the tickets at the Paddock Club here in Miami were $20,000 per person, okay? All right? I mean, it's just insane, okay? Yes, yes, um, insane. $20,000 per person, okay? Um, and um, look, I, I mean, it, 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 and it became, I, I just, it, it just became this massive, um, 
re- it also display of wealth beyond, I mean, Jesus, I, I've been in a place, I've been to very elite wealthy events. I have not been to an elite wealthy event that had that many people with money at the same time. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. With that many of them. Okay. With so many expensive, like things. I mean, literally, Sam, million dollar cars all over the place. Like they're a dime a dozen. Okay. Rolls Royces were just like, you know, people at Rolls, yo, you're driving a Royals. You're just a, just a peon, whatever. What are you, you know, I, I'm just like, whatever. Listen, I literally at this race was, you know, I, I'm, I'm really at the low end of the income scale. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. This is just insane. Okay. All right. Um, and, and there, one thing that, um, I was thinking about, the, I was thinking about this to me, that was like, I, I didn't think much of it, whatever. You know, I wanted to go to the race. We had a lot of fun. Um, I will say, look, the tickets I purchased were stupidly expensive. I mean, I, I look, I, I, I mean, I, let me put it this way. I had been, I'm so, going so to this race. She, so I'm you got one of the $20,000 ones. No, no, I did not. I had a friend of mine who did, by the way. Okay. But by the way, he didn't buy the ticket himself. He works for Carlos Slim. Okay. Who has <clears throat> about 80 billion or whatever. He got his ticket through him. Okay. For free. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> So yeah, you know, Slim paid for it. He didn't fucking pay for it because he's a sponsor of one of the cars. Um, you know, my company sponsored uh, sponsors one of the cars, but uh, those tickets were all allocated to other people. There's no way to get it. I mean, there's no way I was getting getting one of those. Okay. Um, and so originally they said that maybe there would be some tickets that I could get get, but then no, those that became not available. You know, so. I, I looked at it and listen, I had said, I want to go to this race. I've been wanting to go to this race. I looked at the prices and I was just like, Jesus Christ. I mean, I, I thought about it because I was just like, because it wound up costing me $3,000 per ticket to go to the race. Okay. Ouch. Um, yeah. Um, it, it was just that expensive. We had a great time or whatever. Um, and look, I I, I kind of like did the math, and I I also realized, look, it, when I went to Texas, okay, look, I had to buy three airline tickets, I had to rent a car, I had to stay at a hotel for three uh, for for four nights. And so I started adding it up, and I'm like, and then you know, one wasn't going this time, and I'm like, well, shit, if I added the whole damn thing up, I, I'm all, I'm almost at five six thousand dollars. So I'm like, ah, well, we're not traveling. I'm like, okay, fine. I, I, I really, I, look, I was not, pl- I, I really thought the race is going to be here. I'm going to save money and I can get nice tickets. No, I wound up basically, <laughs> it was here and it was shit. It was more expensive. But but anyway, look, Manu and I went and we had a really good time. Manu really had a great time uh, at the race. And I was like really glad about that because he really, I was worried, you know, I don't know. It was, it, it turned out to be one of the hottest weekends we've had all year. It was no, the hottest weekend we we've had th- this year. Uh, it just got unseasonably hot and I mean, we were melting, but you know, it, it, but, but we had a good time. Um, and one thing there, there was somebody that wrote an article, uh, it, it, that's 20 something year old 
writer works for this publication Jalopnik. Okay. Okay. Um, and the one thing, I, I guess it kind of struck a, a, a little bit of a nerve just to read this. Um, and I thought about it a little, you know, I've been debating about it. it. It's about the, it's about the money itself. Okay. And what happened? She, now I, I, I gotta say that she came from a family that it wasn't just even that they were, that she admits that they were poor. Okay. But, um, but Jesus, they were kind of like mean. Okay. Because she took, she said in her story that she had not been allowed as a teenager to watch any TV or did they have internet? She's only 20 something mm-hmm. years old. Okay. Well, I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, wait, they didn't allow her. Okay, fine. You, you, you know, you, okay. You didn't have internet. Maybe you live in a rural area or whatever, whatever. but they don't even let you watch fucking TV. I mean, Jesus. Okay. Uh, I mean, we're talking somebody that was born around the year 2000. Right. Okay. So, so she came from an upbringing that was very, uh, harsh. Okay. And that, um, she had mentioned that she, she had issues with like, um, self-esteem and money and whatever, whatnot. And it was just that the, the sheer display of, 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 of wealth that was there made her feel very insecure, inadequate, that it brought just so many negative feelings about, uh, about, uh, about herself. Um, I, I mean, from your description of it, I'd probably feel that way too, to be honest. I would feel incredibly uncomfortable there. Well, there's one thing about feeling uncomfortable. There's another thing about feeling, you know, there, I mean, you, you're not that comfortable a lot of times in social situations. Well, okay? I, yes, I don't like social situations. Yeah. Anyway. So, how, so, however, however, I will say, like, even like, um, you know, I, I went to a, a fundraising event for a local college with my wife like a month or two ago. I forget. But, you know, it, it, it was like one of those things where, you know, that there, there were there were people they had like one of these auctions at the end where they right. they auctioned off whatever. And, there you know, there were people like bidding twenty thousand dollars on these stupid little I mean, I shouldn't say stupid. Some of them were nice little vacation packages or expensive wine or whatever. But there were people bidding twenty thousand dollars on these things. And I'm like, you know, I don't belong here. <laughs> well, the, wait, well, there's a thing. Look, there are certain events where I don't feel like this isn't my thing. Okay. All right. And there's another thing of like feeling inadequate about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I guess I, I see mean, that. Do, do, do you see what I'm saying? I'm like, I, I mean, I go to like, uh, I don't know, a session with a whole bunch of people at, uh, getting tattoos or whatever. I'm like, ah, I feel uncomfortable. This isn't my thing. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. You know, um, it, I, I guess that's the thing. There's a, th- I, I think that, there, there. I understand a feeling of being uncomfortable in certain situations. Well, I also understand. Um, look, I get the. I, I understand the. The, you know, I. I guess it has to be difficult for somebody that got brought up uh, like that to all of a sudden just get all that all that placed in front of you. I guess. Um, but, I mean, but the I, one thing. I mean, I here, don't. Here's the one thing. Here's the one thing. Yeah, I, I, I will say that. You know, there's two things. One is that she talked about people, how they dressed. And and I was talking to uh, Kathy, okay, who, you, you know, I was asking her about this. Because uh, one of the things is that uh, Kathy, and That's who a mutual I, friend of Yvonne and mutual ours friend, from way back when. Mutual friend of ours. When she went to Puerto Rico first, okay, 
she talked about how she felt uncomfortable because people dressed up so much more. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, and, and, and because, and it was like, everybody's always wearing makeup and everything. We're not talking about the rich people. We're talking about people in general. And I think that's one thing also that, um, I noticed that, uh, around here, like in Puerto Rico, people like to go out. It's like, they, they, they dress up a lot more. Okay. All right. We just do. I, I'm, you know, I, 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 Sam knows me. I've always kind of like, Oh, I was like ironing my shirts in college. Okay. Right? Well, I, 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 and just to give you my example, I mentioned that fundraiser I had to go to. You have to had wear a suit. No, no, no. I, I didn't actually have to wear a suit per se, but, but I had to, I had to buy slacks. Right. Because I didn't own anything besides jeans. Right. Right. And, I, had so to buy, I had to buy a shirt that wasn't a t-shirt because I'd gotten rid of almost it, it, anything it, that wasn't a t-shirt. It, it, exactly. And that's my point. It's like one of these things that I do feel that that is the one thing that uh, I, I'm going to guess that, uh, you know, that had to be a shock thing. Because it's like if if you're used to dress like that and then you wind up in a situation where everybody it's kind of like me being in the tattoo parlor, basically. It's just a different one. It's like, wait a minute. All these people are. Why are all these people dressed like this? And I'm wearing this stuff. No, I think it's more than that, though, uh, to be honest. like Because here, here's the key difference. Like, there's, it, it, maybe it's not for you, but there's a recognition, too, that if you wanted to do that, you could not. Because you but do not But that's not true. Have. No, that's the thing. Okay. And I think that's the big problem. Listen, when Kathy went down there, she was talking about all these people all dressed up. People in Puerto Rico don't have that kind of money. They're just very no, smart no, I, about I, how to get that, I, I, the, uh, or, or, or like makeup or whatever. And 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 no, it's not that because it doesn't take. That's the that's the biggest misconception. A lot of the people that you're looking at that I'm talking about probably didn't have a, in in terms of dress that I'm I'm addressing. It looks like they're wearing a lot of money, but it they they really aren't. Well, no, and, I'm and ta I, I'm talking I, like I couldn't show up there with a Rolls or a Maserati if I wanted to show up well okay but that well i haven't gotten to that yet okay hold on okay. hold on i'm talking about the dress i'm talking about you're, the you're back first. to talking about people dressing up in in, in yes, puerto rico yes, yes. and I'm, I'm talking about, yeah. yeah yeah i'm talking about that part first okay all right and i, and I, I, I I'll, I'll, I'll tell you further i couldn't spend three grand a ticket on something like that either oh you could spend three thousand dollars on a ticket if you wanted to it's just not something that you really like well it it, it, it would have to be like if I was going to spend $6,000 for two people to go an event for a weekend, it is something that I would have to plan for for quite a long time and figure but if, out but, that but I was if doing you, if, But if you, listen, if you wanted to, I, you could. I could, I could raise you could the six-grand if I needed to. Exactly. But, but yeah, not, but, okay, but if it's something that you really, if it's something that you really, really liked, okay? Yeah, but it, I, I can't imagine doing it for something that I had, a, that was optional that I could no 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 but yeah. but 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 exactly but it's like but but you see to me this is like listen I wanted to be a fucking race car driver this is what I wanted to do <laughs> for okay, a okay. living okay all right so so to me this is one of like a life's passions and I'm like you know what listen I, I don't know if I'm you know how many opportunities you get to go to to one of these and I'm like who the hell knows if they cancel it next year I was just like look let's just go once I, it's not like I go like every you know ten years, but but listen, even listen, you're 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 talking even to you if you really wanted to, if you really needed to pull together six thousand dollars for something, you could do it. 
you and I could probably do it. But lots but of people could not. Of course. Could, exactly. No, lots of people could not. And I and I get that. Okay, and I get that. But then I, I but I think that the one thing is, and I, and this is more. I was talking about society because of how it makes people feel. Because she started going into comments and um, and she said, well, you know, and, and look, one of the things is that I. Maybe it's just my changing perspective over life and money. It's like, you know, that I I, I have gotten to nation. I, I see people with all that stuff. I really couldn't give a shit. I, I don't care because I don't want any of that stuff. I don't want a Rolls Royce. I don't care. It's nice. But I, 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 I mean, I, I mean, if I even if, if I had no, I'm, I, I can't. No, I, it, it would be, you know, I, I wouldn't buy one no matter how much money I had. This is not what I want. Okay. Mm-hmm. At the and, same and, time, and I, you're not you're not buying like a uh, an economy compact either. No, no, no. But but it's just it's not what I want. And I think here here's the one thing that I uh, saying is that she was she was talking a little bit about, and I think society in in the U.S. makes it feel well. And you know she was placing so much importance on money, and it's like, well, money is the one that buys you every all the happiness. And I'm like, and look, look I know plenty of people that I have that are. More than half the people I know that have a lot of money are just miserable fucking people. I mean, but listen, I think that they spend a lot of time buying a lot of that shit just because they think it's going to make them happy, even though it doesn't. Uh, but but I think that uh, I think that there we we wind up putting this into people's heads to a certain extent that. Uh, more money you have, the happier you will be. I, I think that there yeah. is a listen. There is a certain level, at uh, 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 you know, when you meet your basic needs, that that uh, that when you meet your needs, okay, all right. And I'm talking about look, food, shelter, education. Yeah, those I mean, kinds of look, things. there's that, there's, that, cer- that there's certainly a, that. It, yeah. it, I mean, it's just bullshit. Yeah, I the, mean, the, I, 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 you know, I, it, 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 it really is. And but but our yeah. society teaches you know, people look, the they, wrong they, things they, they, about this. There's a phrase I've heard many times, which is, of course, money can't buy happiness, but it sure doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. But actually, you know what? I completely disagree with that. I think it turns a whole bunch of people, excess amount of money into miserable pricks. And it goes into one of the subjects that we're going to talk about, a miserable prick called Elon Musk. But, OK, I, I really, really believe that. Um, Beyond a certain amount of money, it, it, it's been shown. I'll, I'll tell you the best example. There's been all this research about all these people that are lottery winners. Yeah, okay? th- th- this is very true. And I, I was a bit flip with that phrase before. I mean, the reality is, I think it, it's what you said, like be, below a certain level. Like, yes, the money makes a huge difference. Like right. there's a big difference if between being somebody who's living paycheck to paycheck is fundamentally financially you, you insecure. Can't, you, I mean, you're, you're scared to go to a doctor. For you're example. scared. You you're scared. You're scared because any, any random bill could throw you into a death spiral. Um, and at that level, you know, every bit of money helps up right. to a certain extent at, at a certain point. You have quote unquote enough to meet right. all of the basic needs and, and not and some and even and, and some and, and some beyond you know, some beyond. Yeah, you know, it, it, you're ba- at a certain level, you are comfortable and you are able to 
you, you basically don't have to worry about the security. Like money at a certain level brings you security and comfort and the knowledge that, you know, some sort of random incident won't ruin your life overnight. I mean, right. there's still random incidents that could ruin your life overnight, like getting hit by a truck or something. But you, you know what I mean? It's like you wouldn't, you're not going to yeah. get hit by an unexpected bill. And then above that, you know, you just get more and more comfortable. And at a certain point, it's just like all noise. It, well, it, it, I think it turns into it, it, more noise. It's just that I, I do think that certain people think that the money will fix all their problems. And, and, and money doesn't. And, and you were about I, I, to talk about all. the lottery winners that, Look, all, you know, 90% of lottery winners end up miserable and usually losing the money. Yes. Right? Yes. And, and and miserable, but really, really, really miserable. Okay. All right. And so I, I just, you know, the, the, this whole thing of um, envying all this stuff, you know, I'm just like, look, I... You know, I, I, I it's just, I, I guess maybe it's just that I've met so many people that have all this money and are miserable pricks and <laughs> just don't enjoy life that I am perfectly happy not having that kind of money because it, it just, I don't want those things. I just, I just don't want it. I'm not going to turn my life miserable in order to make money. I'm not going to go and turn like a whole bunch of people like, like Donald Trump types, which, by the way, the one thing that I realized that there's so many people out there that are Donald Trump types. They they really live their life in that way, which is a grift, a con. You fuck over everybody you do business with and whatever, and you get and you get some money and you're happy because ha ha ha, I fucked over that person. Well, supposedly they're happy, but look look what kind of a miserable, gigantic prick Donald Trump is. Okay, all right. If there's anybody that could prove that having money makes you one unhappily miserable prick if it's not donald trump i don't know who the hell is oh doesn't he seem so happy and joyous oh, yeah he's so thrilled okay and i would never ever in my life trade places with him you no. know I, I i i would love for somebody to hand me enough of a check that i could retire and be comfortable for the rest of my life without working a regular paycheck job but I don't need a lot more than that. I, I don't feel like I, I, okay, maybe double what I'm making right now. That would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I, I don't feel like, I, I agree. Like, I I don't want, yeah, I don't want Bill Gates to give me his entire fortune. No. You know, I, I, I don't feel like that's no. necessary. But, you know, uh, okay, could I, could I but still I, But I just think, yeah, but, yeah sure. But I, I just think that, um. We just place too much importance on fucking money in certain cases. I, I mean, I think that there is a good, uh, there is a, there is certainly a good enough. And I, I think that, um, you know, the one reason I brought up the example about the tickets about the race is it's not because I'm like, look, I don't go around spending $6,000 on shit like that all the time. It's just that it happens to be one of the passions that I've followed for the last 40 years. And they happen to have a race here. And I was just like, you know. I really, you know, it, it's it's one of the things that I've enjoyed the most in my life. I followed it before it was like really on TV. I used to follow it on mag. I had to follow it on magazines 
because you know that's because they, they that's where you got all the race results and and somebody wrote an article describing what happened in the race and at length and then they showed the racer standings and stuff it's it like that's the way i followed it when i was like a teenager at first okay and they okay. put it on it, tv but anyway it, but but uh, so but but uh but that, that the other thing happened to me while I was at the race. Well, yes. they knew that there were going to be so many people at the race uh, that had money that I'm the one that got robbed. I, I was about to say, if you're done humble bragging about going to the expensive event, humble what's the bragging. thing that happened to you? Humble bragging. You don't even like when I brag about something. Listen, if I gave you the tickets for free, <laughs> would you go? No. I, no, I'd sell them. <laughs> well, that would be a smart thing, yes. Go is what I'm saying for free. It's one of those things like humble brag about something. Listen, what the hell am I humble bragging about something? You wouldn't even go. Listen, I can, I can, I can, listen, I can give you the tickets and say, hey, Sam, I'll give you a thousand dollars after you exit the race. You'd be like, wait, I have to spend how many hours at this place? <laughs> and it's wait, and it's, and the temperature is what, 90 degrees? Uh, no, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So anyway, okay, so anyway, so you got so robbed. I got robbed. What happened, Yvonne? Look, I put I because I haven't been going out that much like lately. Um, I put uh, I took my entire wallet instead of just. I usually would go to these events and take out, say, like a uh, debit card, ID, one credit card, and. If I had some cash, cash, and just put it in my pocket and just take that front front pocket. So just okay, so yep. rob. But I've been like, man, how many events have we been going to lately? Not much. And I just forgot about this. And I put took my whole damn wallet and stuck it in the front pocket of the backpack that I took to take some food and water for Manu and I. Okay. Mm. All right. And as I was walking towards my seats on Sunday. Somebody zipped open the the front pocket and took the wallet. Okay, okay. And so, um, I got to my seats and I realized the wallet was gone. And at first, I was like, "Oh fuck!" And I'm like, I, I didn't really know what to do. I thought for a second about leaving, and then I realized, well, what the hell am I doing about leaving? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fix anything right now. And then I'm like, what the hell do I do? Oh, oh, lock all the credit cards. Okay, so mm-hmm. I, I went and I opened uh, all the apps, uh, you know, for all the different. I'm trying to remember what did I have in the wallet? Okay, oh, okay, I have my American Express. American Express, go boom, boom, lock, lock, uh, uh, Citibank. I, I went boom, boom. I, I started locking everything down. Okay, my you know my debit card from the bank. So I locked those down. Um, and then, but then I realized that the one card that I couldn't lock down on apps like really easily, uh. Well, one card that I forgot was in there. Okay. So I forgot to lock it. Uh, uh-huh. And then my corporate card for work. It's a corporate Amex, but for whatever reason, it's wasn't, it says you cannot lock this card on the app. You have to contact us. So I'm like, fuck. And so, uh, well, I'm like, there's a car race starting in front of me. It's super loud. Okay. All right. Calling wasn't like really such a great option, but I'm like, oh, chat, chat. Okay, or so, and I had chatted before with Amex, and they've been pretty good. So I started a chat, and I got him on chat, and I told him what happened. And then, you know, after a while, it took probably about 30, 40 minutes from when I noticed that it was gone. Uh, they canceled the card, they locked it, and uh, 
and, and took care of it. Okay. And then as I was doing that, I got a text notification that I forgot that I had my Best Buy card in there and that they had tried to use it. But they mm. said, I never use that card for anything except Best Buy. So automatically I said, hey, you tried to charge uh, some money on the card over here. Did you truly do that? Yes or no? No. Well, your card's locked. Okay. All right. So that was easy. <laughs> I'm like, good. Okay. So I'm like, well, I don't know the corporate Amex. I wonder, well, it took me 40 minutes. I wonder how far did they get, right? Well, look, these guys apparently were well organized. Okay. All right. So they were like trying to get wallets and they were trying to get credit cards. So it seems like they took all the cards. And they just basically split them out between people. So they had, tr- they had tried to charge on every card and it's, and it's a, you know, uh, uh, I'm sure that the one that they saw the most shiny one when they looked at it, I had my platinum Amex there, but it's the first one I locked because if they got that one, if they, they started charging on that one, I'm like, well, I, I was like, well, how much money could they charge to the race? Well, let me tell you something. In those 40 minutes that the corporate Amex was open, they managed to get through $1,000 in charges. They got declined for another 700 Nice. Okay. They, I mean, they were like really just hammering whatever the hell they could buy on the card. And they tried on a whole bunch of other cards. And I got notified, no, this card that you uh, got, got car, got the charge, got the client card, the client. So I got, I got those notices uh, from that. Um, But in the end, they were able to get a thousand dollars charged on the corporate Amex, which, you know, they already know. So there, there's a dispute. So Mm -hmm. we'll have to spend the money on it. But, uh, but look, so, but, but, Look, pain in my ass thing. Okay. All right. Because my vaccination, my vaccination card of Manus was in there. Okay. Right. All right. Now I have a copy. I believe I have, I think I have scanned copies of both. I found mine. I haven't found Manu, but I have a scanned copy of mine. Okay. So at least I had that. My driver's license, I mean, was in there. But here's something that I discovered. Okay. All right. Um, I went to the Florida site. They have uh, electronic driver's license available now. So uh-huh. I have a copy on my phone of the electronic license. Okay. Um, now, some people have said, well, you know, you can just take your phone, right? Look, I actually, this last week, I've tried a little bit of just using the phone everywhere. Man, there's still a lot of places where you can't, can't, uh, it, it just doesn't work. You're talking I, I like went, Apple Pay and that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There's just, it, I mean, I wish I could just, you know, I wish I could just say, okay, fine. I can just depend on my phone and pay everywhere. But I, I found this week, uh, there was like uh, two places this week where I went and I tried to do that. And, oh, no, we can't take Apple Pay. Uh, I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, oh, let me go get my wallet, whatever. So that is still like, it, it, you can, I managed on that day because I had like my Apple card on there on my phone to be able to buy, I, thankfully, because I wanted, I needed some more water. We, we I brought two. Bottle, bottles of water, but it was like a 90 degree day with humidity. I mean, it was like hot. Okay. And so we needed more water. I was able to charge some on, on Apple pay because almost every place was enabled, but, but man, I mean, you know, it, it, we're still not, we're still not at the spot where this, it, 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 you really can just get completely away from it. it. It's just, I keep bumping into places where it's just not, not possible, but, uh, but yeah, but the the main thing, organized gang nailed me, man. And I, it was my, well, that's my stupidity. I shouldn't have taken my whole damn wallet. Still don't have my driver's license back, but I have that virtual one 
Uh, I asked for an insurance card because I, the, the, my medical insurance to get that damn card back. I, I, I still, I have a picture of my vaccination card, but I probably need to go. I think I, I read that I can go to Walgreens and CVS and get them to do them again because they have a record of my vaccine. Yep. Uh, basically getting robbed is a pain in the ass. Uh, yeah. I've had to make so many calls, I, I, you know, the calls for the fraud, the calls to get things replaced. I, you know, so, but, uh, but yeah, but, but, but number one thing, my advice, say again, look, if you, you know, going and lock, if you think your wallet is, is, is missing, you don't know where it is. Let me tell you something, that thing to freeze your card on the apps, lifesaver, believe me, lifesaver. Yeah. So always use that. So that's it. That's all I got. Okay. That was plenty. Uh, yeah, that that was plenty. I don't think I need to do a butt first this time. All right. Okay. So let's yeah. let's yeah. so let's move on to 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 our my buddy. Yeah, we'll take a break and then we'll talk about Elon Musk. Uh, he he wasn't at this race, was he? I know. I don't think no no. There's a lot of people there. Uh, Michelle Obama was there. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm sure Elon will be at the next event you go to. Uh, we'll be back oh, right God. after this. Yeah, there you go. Another one of the breaks that chase people away. Uh, so, <laughs> so let me remind everybody. Hey, well, we didn't you... chase everybody away already. After yeah, I'm sure away. everybody's gone already. Like, yeah, uh, yeah there's what one of the analytic places. The the, the I think it's uh, Apple's uh, actually can show you like if there are enough people that can show you where people drop off when they're listening to your things. I'm sure they're all gone by now. Anyway. <laughs> Um, and we usually don't have enough listeners to get a good graph there anyway, but whatever, whatever. Um, so I, I, I was going to say, yeah, if, if, if you have better breaks, contact us, we, we, we would be happy we'll promote to promote like, whatever you guys we, want. We will talk about, uh, putting spots on, you know, depending on what it is you have and, you know, all, all other things anyway, spots or stripes. Wah, wah, wah. Spots or stripes. Yeah, what, 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 spots or stripes. We'll, we'll, we we will take money for breaks or for things. Oh, we'll we take money, whatever. We have, for Six thousand dollars would be handy right now. Yeah, there, there you go. Like, uh, yeah, if 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 Formula One wants to sponsor our show, yes, <laughs> I, I would really love to have gone for free. Yes. Yeah, I should have said the the, the the first segment was not sponsored by Formula One. It was not <laughs> sponsored by Amex, and we could take a sponsor <laughs> from either of them. Yes. Okay. Anyway, Elon Musk. Okay. So can I we, just say something about the Twitter and Elon Musk? Yeah, go ahead. First thing I told you so. <laughs> what did you uh, tell us? Start about there. It? Yeah. What, what did, did you... I say? Let's see. What did I first say when he announced this deal? What is the first thing I said? That you didn't think it was actually going to go through. Right. Because and what's going on? Well, bring, 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 about... us, bring us up to speed from the beginning, Yvonne, because two weeks ago we right, talked about so... this, but just barely. So okay, like, just so let's talk about, so let's talk about this stupid deal. Okay. Um, Elon Musk announces this deal. 
uh, he barely files a perfunctory uh, 8K and uh, and a 13D. The 13D uh, showed uh, that he had a, acquired a position above a certain threshold that needed to be publicly disclosed. And the 8K was a statement, you know, saying that he had made the it's this filing about a material event that he had made this offer. Okay. And this offer was basically written. It's like you and me, Hey Sam, I'm going to offer 50 billion for, for we're at a restaurant and I got paper napkin in front of me. I'm going to offer you 50 billion for your, uh, for, for your Apple's made brand. Excellent. I'm going to put it on. I'm going to put it here on, uh, on this. I'm going to write the contract down here on this piece of, uh, napkin. Thank this is you. what usually happens when Yvonne and I go out to a restaurant, by the way. Yes, go, we, go I offer $50 billion for this kind of stuff, yes. And uh, it's basically what he did. I mean, he just went and like, this was, not a, this was not a seriously planned offer. He woke up one day and decided, ah, I'm going to offer $54.20. Four twenty. Yeah, people pointed out it's four twenty, which he does, you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. To, to start with that. Okay. And so uh, the board goes and the first thing they do is, well, we really don't think it's a good offer. We're going to oppose it. They adopted this poison pill, which could have prevented him from really uh, doing the hostile takeover. And then they decided to talk to him. And when they did, and this was the shocking part to me. Okay. They immediately caved <laughs> and they said, we have a deal. And I was like, what? I'm like, okay. Um, now, was what? What was there a substantial difference from the thing they were trying to resist to the thing they agreed to? No. Okay. Okay. He went to talk to him. They made a deal. They put it down on on a contract. They put a very large substantial breakup fee on it, and language uh, that would. Uh, Force them to close, which is customary in a lot of these deals. Um, but but the problem was with that is that um, he didn't have the money lined up for the deal. Yeah, j- it, just to be just to be clear here, he's uh, however much his net worth is hundred something billion, whatever it is. Most of it's not like cash. Actually, barely any of it is cash. Right. A tiny fraction of it. This is all stuff that, you know, it's stock in Tesla, stock in other things, real estate, whatever. Let's be clear. The liquid part of it is the Tesla stock. Because the SpaceX is not publicly traded, so it may be worth $100 billion. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but but that's, you know, valuation of like somebody that says is is valued, but you can't, you can't sell, you can't go to the open market and sell shares in SpaceX and get money in your pocket. Okay. Nor the boring project or any of that shit. Okay. It just, it it just isn't, it, it just isn't, they're not liquid. Okay. And so his liquid part is the Tesla shares. Now people said, well, he can sell. Tesla shares and pay for the deal, but look. But even there, there's sold, there's, yeah, there's enough of them that him selling them would cause a price movement, so he can't just like oh, dump them instantly. Oh, oh hell yeah! Listen, if if Elon Musk tried to sell fifty billion dollars worth of Tesla shares, it would tank the stock. And but but here's the other problem: the stock has been falling hard 
along with the rest of the stock market. We'll talk about a little bit later about what the hell's been going on. But, it, but, but Tesla shares more so. They've taken like a 30 to 40% hit, okay? So the way that he first said that he had lined up financing was a very shaky financing, which was a margin loan against his shares for $20 billion. But he's already got loans outstanding against those shares, okay? Uh, Because he doesn't want to dilute control of Tesla. And so whenever he needs money, and since, like I mentioned, he's only got a certain amount in cash, he he borrows against those shares, which, by the way, a lot of very rich people do this, okay? Mm -hmm. But, But the... You know, take you know, try to borrow that kind of an amount of money. The interest rate on it was going to be, it wasn't going to be cheap money. Okay, all right. So, you know, you're talking about at least uh, if he borrowed twenty twenty five billion, I'm sure that he was probably with the rates going up right now, going to get charged about six to seven percent. Okay. So you're talking that in order to keep that payment up, you probably have to come up with a couple of billion dollars in cash a year in order to just pay the interest on the loan. Okay. All right. Okay. That's a big cash drain, especially because Twitter doesn't make that kind of cash. Twitter's cash flow on an annual basis is about six to seven hundred million dollars. So basically, if he borrowed that kind of money, to purchase Twitter, whatever revenue Twitter generated would not be enough to cover the debt service. Well, and, and, and just, just to be clear, this is one of these things with the way these kinds of takeovers work is oh. that the debt that you take on in order to do this ends up being held by the company after the takeover. Right. Not, not by Elon as an individual or whatever. Well, that no, 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 wait. But in this case, it could, it wasn't. It could be both. Okay. Well, yeah. no. In this case, the way he had structured it, he was going to buy the company, but the debt was going to be his personal debt still. Not, not Twitter's debt. Not Twitter's debt. Okay. So that was the first problem. Okay. And, but wait, he realized that this was a problem. Okay, (laughs) so he started trying to tin cup this around and go to a whole bunch of people to try to get other alternate forms of financing. Now, here's the damn problem. Again, this happened after he signed the damn agreement to purchase, not before. And so. The, the the reason why I it, this is so problematic and I put the, the fucking thing on the damn board is that the board knew, knew that they didn't have this shit figured out. Okay? And that it was not as easy as, as, as he had planted it in the first place. He started okay. tin cupping this okay. around. He started going, listen, including... My company's boss, he went and like, uh, hey, can you spare a billion to buy Twitter? I'll make you a partner. And he started lining up people, asking people here, put, put, give me 500 million over here, a billion there. He had started doing that, okay? But that was not enough, okay? And so he's trying to look for all sorts of different alternate forms of financing but the problem is that he he hasn't done it until now and now he's figuring out this which anybody 
that had just pulled out a fucking calculator would know at the moment that whatever the hell the debt service on this was from this cash purchase couldn't be covered by what the fuck money Twitter made. That it was going to be a financial suckhole. <laughs> okay. And so now, if he had done, say, I think one of the best examples, a la AOL Time Warner, for mm-hmm. example, which AOL paid with stock, well, it's a different story. Okay. But this was, but he made an all cash offer. Uh, you know, so, uh, so now, uh, let, 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 let me just throw something in there. Like, what if Elon never even was considering like whether this company would continue to make money because he didn't care. He, he wanted to see a set of changes in the company and he's fine with losing money as long as he can have Twitter operate the way he wants it to. Well, that may be what he's trying to do, but the problem is here, but here's the problem. Okay. That's fine. But, on Elon Musk's side. The problem is that the Twitter board then got to completely irresponsible because they knew this. And what's happening at the company right now is A, there's been a there's been an exodus of people. Okay. B, the stock is getting hammered. So the company's being damaged right now. They're getting really damaged as a company. Mm-hmm. They're losing talent. And, I mean, if this thing falls apart, God knows what the fuck happens to the stock at this point, okay? So, so the company right now um, is basically, they've allowed themselves to be just bullied and just turn around by somebody making an offer that wasn't really serious. And if they had just said no... Okay, come back to us when you have like the money lined up. They, 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 this wouldn't be happening at the corporate side and reduce the risk that they got into this. You, you know, you start losing people like this because they're, I mean, already I, I, I saw, I don't know how, I don't know if you saw in the news how many executives had resigned. I saw there were a bunch. Yeah. A- and lower level people as well. Yes. yes. So you're damaging the, uh, the, the operation of the company at this point significantly and so um and, and I'll, I'll i'll add just you know he has continued to talk about the things that he wants to do with twitter once right. he owns it policies he wants to change things he wants to run differently and i mean like some of it is like policies on moderation and you know we, we right. should have we shouldn't have gotten rid of donald trump and we should do this and we shouldn't do that but almost every one of his comments on this that has been out there have shown a complete and total lack of understanding of how of, twitter works uh, well not even not even just of how twitter works but like of the complexity of the issue that he's talking about right you know, it's not just, oh, let Donald Trump back on. Right. You know, what you do with Donald Trump has implications to what you do with everything else. And and you have to have, I, I guess you don't have to. I mean, I guess you could just have every moderation decision decided by Elon himself 
arbitrarily, but generally speaking, but how's that going to play? I mean, so I know, that, I know that he, doesn't scale. Destroy. No, no, but, no, that, but no, no, no. But my point is that you're right. He could, he could do that, but what is that going to do to well, it? Uh, well, it's going to cause and, people to stop using it. Yes. Cause also the things that have pointed out is systems with no moderation at all, which is what Elon keeps saying he wants is basically we will only restrict the stuff that's absolutely illegal. Okay. Oh, no, no, we, oh, that's absolutely illegal. <laughs> like, what? Right. But the thing is, people have done this before, and it leads to unusable, unpleasant platforms that nobody wants to be wants on. Wants to be on. Right. You know, this, this is, this is, the equivalent is like, forget your inbox. Let's just use only your spam folder. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's you know? exactly right. <laughs> It's you know, going to be a cesspool in like a millisecond. I mean, lots of people think it's a cesspool already, but you can't even imagine how much worse it would be. Listen, I, I, I was like, I was, I, I, uh, I, I read about somebody that, uh, you know, there's this quality filter on, 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 on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. And this one person who was, uh, you know, checkmark person went and like said, you know, I've been using it. Then one day I turned it off to see what the hell happened. And I'm like, holy shit. She was like, oh my God. I went, I raced back and turned it back on. What the hell was that? Well, and I've, I've mentioned multiple times before, like, you know, I, I, I access Twitter through a third party client that shows me tweets chronologically only and only tweets from people that I directly subscribe to right. nothing else. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I do have to use the official Twitter app for some notifications. So I do open it up occasionally. And I, whenever I look at my timeline in the official Twitter app, like within seconds, I'm like, what the fuck is this crap? And I turn it <laughs> off, you know, because it's instantly showing me stuff I don't want. It's showing me sponsored tweets. It's showing me like suggestions of from people I don't know. I'm like, screw. No, like I, I can't. But like the thing is. Like moderation serves a purpose and yeah, you can argue on specifics and should you do this or should you that do that? But the, the, it, the point is not that you couldn't take a different approach and make different decisions on specific moderation things that Twitter does. I mean, the whole thing about whether or not it was appropriate to take Donald Trump's account. Yes, that's an arguable issue. You can talk about that, right? But everything he's said about it directly indicates he has no fucking clue nothing about nothing. the underlying issues behind this and like you know i i i've worked for a few years in anti abuse kind of stuff i don't anymore but for a few years uh i i did anti abuse stuff uh in a couple different aspects one with email one with some website stuff it is complicated there are complicated, complicated decisions you have to make that have implications for other things that you have to do. It's a constant arms race between, you know, trying to keep the content that users see good versus people who are trying to get around whatever protections you have in place and and do bad things anyway. You know, and there's constant attempts to manipulate and do this and that and it is it it it, it is complex there are a lot of different things that you have to keep in mind and uh, you know, and people have built their entire careers trying to figure out scalable ways of solving these kinds of problems and they will all admit they have not solved it 
It is a no. really hard problem that they are continuing to work on constantly. And Elon's comments just indicate that he has never thought about it at all beyond the very most superficial level you could possibly look at. So he, and, and that is the thing that really bothers me. The fact that he doesn't, he didn't have that, which means that by throwing this offer and then just jerking the company around and then doing what he did today, he went and he said that the deal was on hold. And he said that the deal was on hold because uh, supposedly uh, Twitter couldn't verify certain information. And that's bullshit because there but was specific, no... Specifically, he was complaining uh, uh, about the percentage of the, active users who were bots. Exactly. Uh but there was no such condition for that because actually Elon Musk could have demanded a due diligence period, which would have been a period where, uh, okay, I make the offer and then I am able to go in detail through the books and everything or whatever. And if I find the information to be satisfactory, uh, then the deal is binding. And, and I will sign and accept, okay, great. I did my due diligence. The information that was provided to me, I, I, I believe is accurate. Okay, here we go. We go forward. But he declined that, okay? And the other thing is um, that 5%, it, you know, the, the contract says that you can get out of it if there are certain um, things that are not disclosed that are material. That doesn't even remotely come close to the materiality threshold, but then it, it goes beyond because he already waived be, having to review this. He made it binding. He made it binding that he was supposed to close. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so, so he waived all that shit. So all this shit that he's talking about is just bullshit, okay? So, listen, what I, I, honestly, what I think is quite simple. He wanted to jerk around Twitter to try to get what do whatever the hell they, he wanted him to do. Okay, you know, so he's jerked him around, and now he's decided that he's going to back out. In large part, also is because he fucking did the numbers. Now, after he pulled the number out of his ass, I realized, <laughs> oh shit, uh, my Tesla stock has gone down forty percent, and it's guaranteeing the stupid money I'm borrowing against this. And you know what? If the Tesla is the stock goes further down and I have such a big margin loan, one thing that happened is, is that the banks can sell the fucking shares in order to cover my loan. Mm-hmm. Because, and it's not if the, if it goes to zero, there's a certain threshold, okay? You need a certain equity threshold in there, okay? You can't, you can't just borrow against 100% of his Tesla stock value. There needs to be a certain amount of equity. And if the, and if the price falls beyond that threshold, you're going to be forced to sell in order to bring that equity back up. And they're going to be forced sales, not, you know, program sales. And so he has to be looking at all of this and realizing as, as the stock market is gyrating, it's like, this is a bad deal. I mean, I this, this was a bad deal. It's a very bad deal. Um. So I think that that's why he's trying to, he, he's trying to do it because he got, he, you know, he's gotten attention. Number one, she likes. Uh, he's jerked him around and fucked with him. Okay, plenty to the point where he's damaged the company. So I think he wanted to do some of that. And, yeah, do, you, uh, and do you think that was an explicit goal? Like he didn't actually oh, yes. even want oh, to come. He just oh, wants fuck, to hurt yeah, absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. Well, mission oh, yeah. accomplished, I guess. 
Yeah. So now he's like, look, I'll walk away and fuck it. They can sue me. But you know what? Like most of these fucking people. Okay. They're like, fuck it. Sue me. Yeah. I'll keep them in court for a decade. Exactly. And then we'll settle for like then some we'll settle. amount exactly. I don't care about. Exactly. Yep. So, And by the way, here's the one thing about this. Yeah. That I, and enforcement on this has been lax. But look, if I were the head of the SEC, I'd be filing charges against Musk. So here's the for thing. For stock market manipulation. The thing is, he's been doing like things that break the rules for years. No, no, no. But this goes beyond. Listen, the one thing is disclosure rules, okay? Which is the one that's gotten him into trouble before they had a settlement. I say that this goes beyond that into criminal manipulation. Well, well you know, he's, he did things before, like say that he was going to take Tesla private and. All kinds of other <laughs> random but I, crap. And, and they haven't charged him criminally. And I'm right. sorry, but I think that he needs to be charged criminally because one of the things that what, what they're doing by not doing it is that they're eroding the fucking laws regarding disclosure, regarding how the fuck this shit's supposed to work. Because it's not like this. Right. And I look, think... Look, I, I'll, I'll, I'll give an example. I'll give a good example of how this is supposed to work. Okay. Okay. Where I work at, publicly announced that they were going to buy another company, okay, about four, five, six months ago, okay, all right? They went and they had uh, informed a company of that. They did a due diligence pro- process. They lined up financing for it. Um, they came to an agreement. They signed a deal. They announced it was going to structure. Who the hell was going to finance it? When the hell is going to close? And you know what? Not one tweet, not one message, not one fucking nothing until the deal's officially closed. Mm-hmm. That's the way that shit's supposed to work. Not this fucking game that Musk is playing and that he wants to get away with. And what he's trying to do is because he thinks that I should be able to say whatever the fuck I want. And he's trying to get away with it. And somebody needs to fucking charge him criminally for it. Because what he's doing, honestly, is criminal. And I've seen some people on Twitter, on Twitter, of course, um, point out that, you know, yes, it's him, but it's not just him. There are a lot of folks who are wealthy and basically have taken the attitude that the law is not for me. Yes. I can do whatever I want. Yes. Let, the, let them try to go after me. And, and of course, and, they, and this shit keeps emboldening them to do more. And of course, Donald Trump is another poster child of this himself. Exactly. You know, but there, there are many others as well, because basically they know that they've got more resources than the government has to go after no, them. No, they don't. No, they don't. No, okay. they don't. The problem is that the government right now is being intimidated into fucking that, prosecuting yeah, these that, people. That, that is true. I, I will say, I, I was going to say, they, they can throw more lawyers at it, is what I meant by the more resources. However... Not even more lawyers! That's not true! Listen, <laughs> yes. the fucking federal government, goddammit, has a hell of a lot more it's lawyers. Big. It's very fucking big. <laughs> okay, what okay, they okay. are doing is they're being intimidated what they think is political blowback. Yes, yeah, that is part of it. Also, just in terms of the... They don't want for years and years, and we're talking about the billionaires, but also just big companies like the government has taken the 
route over and over again in recent decades of even if we go after them, we're going to be content with relatively minor settlements that don't even impact them. Look, Where- I don't know. I, I don't totally agree with that. Look, if you look at Obama, what he did after a financial crisis, I know he got a lot of shit for it. Look, look, the federal government basically owns Citibank right after a fucking financial <laughs> crisis. OK, and they still own Fannie and Freddie. All the shareholders got fucked. OK, on that one. All right. Um, but, but look, and and, so- and 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 the fines that they that, that they nailed the banks with were very big. What people were upset about is they said, "Why didn't more people nobody go went to, to jail. jail?" Right, right, and that was okay. the thing that they got and, pissed and, off. But look, it wasn't because they didn't push. It wasn't because they didn't push very hard. The problem was that a lot of what happened was was for the most part not criminal. It was more negligence than criminal, and that's the problem. Every time you almost look through it. It was like, damn it, was there criminal intent here or was this negligence? And that's where it started getting really tricky because it's very difficult. It's very difficult to make a case unless you find a smoking gun. Hey, we're going to steal the money from these people. Right. Well, and the, and, and, the, and, it, and it's like the difference that I saw, you know, I, what the hell was I, I was I, I going about? It's um, there was somebody, um, you know, it, 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 it's it, if you commit, say. An embezzlement, which is, look, you went into the account, bank account of the company and you took the money, period. Is, is that wrong? Yes. You could get charged for crime. You you stole. Okay. Right. Right. But let me give you the example. Uh, when I was at my previous employer, I fired somebody because what they did, they didn't steal that way. What they did is they created fake companies. Okay, <laughs> not fake companies. They created real companies that they controlled. Okay, and then what he did was be an inside man that directed contracts of those companies. The companies provided the services. Okay, but what was lost in there is that he was steering the business towards them. Right. But he could show well, but we provided real services. In my book, that was stealing. Okay, but. In reality, if I went to, to court, they would say, did he not provide the services? Well, he did provide the services. Well, then it's not stealing. And so it's the difference between, and, and, and that's the kind of shit that we're talking about with it, that a lot of these people want. Well, and there, there's a lot of places where the laws themselves are weak in terms right. of, I, I, you know, all sorts of conflict of interest should be just be completely illegal to begin with. Like motive, motive or no motive, if you interact, if you do certain kinds of transactions with a conflict of interest, it should just be illegal, flat out. And it's usually not. But all, also, like all of these laws that are contingent on motivation and contingent right. on knowing that what you're doing no, no, is right. illegal. And, yes. you know, because this is one of those things where, you know, as kids, we were always told, you know, ignorance of the law is not an excuse, blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, actually, that may be true. Like the laws are set up. So like if, if you, if you take a pack of gum from your local convenience store, they can nail you for that sucker. And yes. you can be like, I didn't mean to. And they're like, I don't care. Right. But you know, in all of these like high dollar well, like this, white, white collar stuff, you could say, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. And no, that like, was illegal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and like, you know, we talked about this on some of the Mueller report stuff. Like they couldn't right. go after Don Jr. because they're like, we, we couldn't prove that he knew what he was doing was wrong, you know? And, and, and it's clearly like, you know, and this is, 
I have found out so much over the last few years about how many laws are structured in ways that they are effectively impotent. Yes. Be- because you have to prove the mindset of, of the, the person, person who was and unless doing. you have it that he told you know you know evidence that he told that to people. What? Uh, 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 what? I'm sorry. Siri anyway. started trying to talk. Ignore her. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. So, uh, um. Anyway, uh, hi Siri. Anyway, um. So yeah, I I think that's the one thing. If you don't, they don't know that the that it, it it's illegal. You know, intent is so complicated unless they what they declared it. I'm like um, flat out. I mean, unless they left a, a a smoking gun trail. And this is the same kind of thing with weakening of bribery uh, laws uh, over over the years too, due to a variety of court cases and things like that. You you basically have to prove that the two parties had a direct intent to exchange, and it was a an active yes. quid pro quo, yes. and blah blah blah. So, like, all people have to do is wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and it's fine. That's right. That's exactly right. And so, well, um, I, I, in conclusion, yes, in conclusion. I will say one thing. Uh, uh, Bob shared the best quote about this regards to Musk. Uh, on our Commodities Corner Slack. On the Commodities Corner Slack. He said, uh, we thought we were getting Tony Stark with Elon Musk, and instead we got Lex Luthor. I love that line. Although I must say, um, my old boss, Mr. Bezos, looks more like Lex Luthor. I don't know about that. He, I mean, he's gone on. with the bald head thing now. Well, and, the bald you know, head, but he's a lot thinner than Lex. I don't know. He's beefed up lately. He he he, he would uh, he could pass for Lex. Anyway, uh, so. To end this up, I know you have been expressing since the moment this came out that it would probably not go through. And I think most recently under Curmudgeon's Corner Slack, you said 60-40, 60% chance it won't go through, 40% well, chance it will. Well, just me. That, that was and what I, I thought, yeah, that was no, what I, I thought at I, first. But, but I'm the, looking for our, your revision. From your revision, before you thought there was a 40% chance that it would go through as of a couple days ago. What do you think now? Is it, Are you below still, 40 now? I, well... The 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 the, uh, the Wall Street arbitrage folks are putting it at a sixty percent chance of it not going through. Okay, I, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna keep it at that. I think that it, it it's it, I I I I definitely think that the the most likely outcome is that there is no deal. Okay, and are uh, you thinking that if a deal does happen? It's going to go through and oh, 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 he's going to shake him down in order to make the deal now close. He's going to try to shake him down on the price. So are they like, okay, if it, if it doesn't go through, then like Elon walks away, maybe there's a fine, maybe they go to court, all the things you talked about before. If it does go through, if it does go through, um, do we end up with a Twitter that's saddled by debt and has lost its entire staff and ends oh, up in yeah. a death spiral yes. anyway? Yes, I think that he, I think that he winds up killing the fucking company. I really do. I don't see how the hell. I mean, whatever comes out of this right now, it, it, especially if it closes, is a very damaged Twitter. He's already talked about cost cutting and stuff or whatever, you know, at the damn company. I mean, he, he's not looking to invest. 
Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, look, Wall Street, not Wall Street, Silicon Valley employees at these kind of tech companies, one of the biggest incentives that they have is equity. You right. take the company private, so you got rid of the fucking equity, and then you've got this psychopath leader, okay, in front of it that you don't know which fucking way he's going to swing, and that says that he wants to cut cut costs. I mean, I don't see how this is not severely damaging to the company. Do you think it's severely damaged anyway, even if it doesn't I think it's go da- through? I, th- I, think it's, I, think it's, I think it's damaged right now, as of now, yes. Like how and damaged? Is, is Twitter going to exist in five years? I think that, that the way this is going, in five years, what it, we'll probably be using a different platform for the for similar shit because it, it, because of how much he's damaged it right now. I I I think that's my guess. I I would I would think. Look, if you're a whole bunch of Twitter employees, what would you do? Say you, you say of this exodus of executives and other people and so forth and so on. I mean, I go and like fucking try to find a VC and say, hey, look, I rounded up here 200 key Twitter employees. Give us a couple of hundred million bucks. And we're going to set up a Twitter competitor. Mm-hmm. Well, you know how well all the various attempts to set up a competitor have gone so far, but it does well, change but- the equation if you ruin the original. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You ruin the original, you you hire some of the key talent, and then you put together the other platform. Well, you, you know I've said for a long time, like, and I don't know how you get from here to there, but the best possible Twitter, as far as I could see it, is if you end up with a Wikipedia... It's like Wikipedia, st- yeah. A, a Wikipedia-style yeah. nonprofit yeah. with a small core group of developers working on it. And yeah, you, you don't need hundreds and hundreds of employees. No, you will no. never be making huge amounts of money off it. Nope. So give up on the idea, run it as a nonprofit, as a for the public interest, and do what you have to do to make that work. And you know, it, and have some billionaire bank bankroll it who isn't interested in making money and who isn't, isn't interested related to Lex Luthor, okay. who, who isn't like trying to just make it so he can say whatever the fuck he says, but like actually optimize it for, you know, healthier discussions or whatever. Um, and if you took the profit motive off the table, I think you could do some interesting things with Twitter. Um, and maybe that's idealistic pie in the sky bullshit, but I feel like the fact and I, I remember having discussions about this with you going back years that Twitter was always trying to chase being the next Facebook right. and it was never going to be the next Facebook. And in, and in order but, to try to make more and more money and make it worthwhile, they've made all kinds of decisions that just make it a worse listen, platform. And, it, listen, and like having some like somebody like Elon come in just makes all of that even worse. But I actually think that over the last few years, they went through a phase where it got worse. And I actually think they it started, started getting to, better. They started to reverse some of the mistakes they made. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And it, and it started getting better. And uh, I, I, I actually think that for whatever reason, Jack Dorsey didn't like those changes. And I think that's one of the reasons why he quit and why he was actually kind of like happy that Elon Musk was 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 taking it over. I, I kind of saw in, in, in Jack Dorsey some kind of like a very... Uh, dark streak mm-hmm. to a certain extent okay it was like really i don't know what the hell is going on with mr block whatever the hell 
he is. But but that was like but that was like weird. But here's the other thing. Over the last five years, Twitter's revenue has been growing. It's been growing. I think it grew like about 50% over the last few years in revenue terms. So it's not like Twitter had been doing badly. Okay. Mm, yeah. Um, uh, financially. I mean, it had been, you know, it had been steadily growing. Um, and so, I, I mean, I, I just think that this, this whole damn thing, like I said, you wanted to fuck with them. And by the way, in the damn uh deal papers he actually which is insane asked them to include the right for him to tweet anything he wanted about the deal yes as long as he didn't quote unquote disparage the company it's in fucking insane which he did already breached by the way uh-huh and they didn't do anything so yeah okay uh let's take a break and then we'll talk about other thing, the stock market, the crypto world, the inflation, the all, all that stuff. We will be back right after this. You're listening to this podcast. Do you like it? No! Do you want to support the show? No! Well, after you have subscribed to the show followed us on Facebook, and told all your friends they should be listening to, what else can you do? I won't subscribe! You can help fund our Patreon at patreon.com slash curmudgeonscorner. Patreon is a way you can throw us a few bucks a month to help out with the expenses of the show. You know, web hosting, equipment, a little bit of advertising to promote the show, and maybe every once in a while some much-needed sedatives for Yvonne. At different contribution levels, you can get a mention on the show, a Curmudgeon's Corner postcard, or even a Curmudgeon's Corner mug. Fun stuff! Not fun! In any case, the contributions help tell us that you enjoy and appreciate the show. I really, really hate Curmudgeon's Corner! Are we worth a buck a month? No! Five bucks a month? Or if you are nuts about us, maybe even more. 100 billion! Billion dollars! Even though you don't have anywhere near a billion dollars! If we're worth anything to you at all, send it our way at patreon.com slash curmudgeons corner. Alex hates. Really, really hates. Corner! That's really mean, isn't it? But I hate curmudgeons corner. But I really do! <laughs> Okay, we are back, and I'd I'd like to start this section with the the yeah, just a little bit about the stock market and continuing tying it back to what we said before about like could you can you come up with six thousand dollars? I I will just say, you know, I've talked on this show that I planned to win. I, I wanted to upgrade my computer this year, and I was gonna wait. I was gonna wait till the, until I got my tax refund, and my my company gives me some stock every six months. And I I will tell you, the 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 tax refund went into my wife's campaign for state legislature, oh, like Jesus almost Christ. all of it. And then my <laughs> my company's stock is almost at half the level that it was at my last every six month grant. 
And so given that, I'm getting about half as much as I expected to in my next stock grant, depending on what the stock does in the next week or two. And yeah, I, I'm thinking I'm I'm going to hold on and I'm going to hold off. I'm not getting that new computer this year, probably. Um, I mean, I if I really, really needed to, could I probably pull out a, and do it? Yes. But the money that I was going to use for that purpose has disappeared over the last couple months with what the stock market has been doing. So, okay, like, but but okay, but 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 all right, so let's be clear. But that's just because a, 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 a situation that just happened like right now. But like yes, you said, yes. you are going to spend $6,000 on a co- computer. I so was going to your, do that. Uh, okay, so you see what I'm talking about? So, yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm not. <laughs> but my point was. Um, <laughs> The the, the 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 stock market has been going down dramatically. Uh, let's talk about that first. Let's do crypto later because, of course, that's even worse. But, like, <laughs> let's start with the market. What's been going on, Yvonne? Like, everything's down. We're, we're like, back to where we were two years ago on almost all the indices. What What's what's the deal? Actually, we're, we're still a little up on what we were two years ago. Uh it, it depends on which one you look it, it, at. It depends yeah. if you look. Well, if you look at either the Dow or the S and P five hundred. Uh, I mean, I actually we what is it back those, a year? I, I thought, uh, I thought it was two years. Charts. Here we the go. Chart, the chart uh, you showed. I the charts it was I showed two. were two years. But it, no, you they, showed they were, a five year chart, but I thought there was it was a five year chart. But if you look at ago. if you look at January two thousand on the Dow, okay, we are still up from January two thousand. Okay. We're up from January, slightly up from. I bet January the Nasdaq is down. Twenty-one. Uh, let me see. That's the Dow. Uh, let's see the Nasdaq. Actually, no, the Nasdaq oh, okay, is okay. actually up uh, slightly from slightly. Uh, January twenty twenty-one. But it's up slightly still. Is my point? It, you it, mean twenty twenty? No, no, no. We are currently year over year. Than we're still we up. Were from January 2021 at the S&P where it is right now, we are slightly up. Okay. And we are slightly up on the Dow as well from where we were 15 months ago. I want to I want to compare to like so that's right why before I'm just the like, pandemic. You know, uh, well, okay, go back to before the pandemic. We're way, actually, oh, the yeah, Dow was like 28,000. Right. So I, I, I'm looking like at, at NASDAQ. I mean, we're, hell, we're, we're back the Nasdaq roughly, was like about $32.50, we're, we're and back it closed at $39.21. I'm just looking for exactly how far back to the last time we were at. Like the first time the NASDAQ was at the levels it's at right now was December 2020. It's not that far out. Yeah. Okay. Well, a year and a half. A year, year and a half. I mean, so... I don't know. Look, it, it had been an unprecedented run-up. Yes. Um, I, I mean, it, and you've had a whole bunch of headwinds come through right now um, in terms of a war, inflation. Pandemic. Uh, well, pandemic, pandemic made it go up for a while. Well, pandemic effect. Well, well, some of the pandemic f- effects right now, I, I, I think one of the things that people are mi- miss, like in the first quarter uh well gdp was down look we were getting hammered by omicron for january and part of february 
and, I mean, and, people and forget I, that. And, and I think people are realizing that there will be lingering effects for a while yet. Right. It's not like some so, of the. So remember, Q1, we had Omicron, then yeah. a war, right? Yeah. Fuck, oil is through the roof, inflation's high, interest rates are going up. I'm like, Jesus Inflation. Christ. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's a, it, it's a, it, it, honestly, I'm like, okay, so we've had a big sell off because people are taking profits off, off the table because shit, we've had this run up where, I mean, you go back, like, you know, I mean, it's, it, but like I said, we're still up from January 2020 on the Dow, not an insignificant amount, my, mind you. Okay. And so I, I'm just like, look, I, I think that, uh, it was not unexpected at some point. I mean, just could keep going up forever. Yeah. I, I mean, th- th- this is, <laughs> especially with all these headwinds. Yeah. Well, and, and, and like you said, even without the headwinds, you don't expect an, a continuous exponential growth all the time. Every right. few years, there has to be a correction of some sort yes. because of the way markets work. I mean, yeah. the, the, the sort of, you know, p- people like to think people always fool themselves into believing that, oh no, this time it's different. This time it will go up forever. Ever. But, no, no, <laughs> you know, it's, there's, you, you always have a down period after you go up enough. You know, it's, it, we, we don't have slow and steady growth, especially because when you get into these periods where people start doing the investing because of the expectation that it's going up instead of some specific underlying value to whatever they're doing. When it, that's the whole definition of a speculative bubble is that when people are investing, not because of information on the underlying asset, but just because yeah, it's going to go up because it but always look, goes look, up. Look, look, but but look, it, it it wasn't totally a speculative bubble like right now. A, a lot of the companies that went up in value were had, really actually doing well. We're really actually doing really well, and they actually, you know, the supply chain to warn everything actually negatively impacted their profits. Right. Um. And, and, and so you know, we started with what happened with Netflix, where. Uh, for a while, they had been having this huge growth, and then now that the pandemic is getting over, and with people's budgets getting tight because of inflation, all of a sudden they had the first loss ever of subscribers. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, stuff like that. Uh, you know, you had other companies that uh, saw slowdowns. The supply chain is still a problem. Look, there was an article I just saw. Well, it wasn't an article; it was an interview that I saw on TV the other day with and i quoted it on our slack uh the guy who was the head of this company called nxp nxp which is a the largest maker of microcontrollers for the automotive industry and he basically explained listen the chip shortage isn't going away anytime soon mm. and it was like well what do you mean well here's the big problem that we're having uh, there's been a massive shift towards a combination of premium and uh, high-tech vehicles. And those vehicles require three times the chips that the other vehicles required. And 
we just had not forecast demand for chips to be this high, given vehicle volumes. We just hadn't. And so, like, right now, we don't expect that we will be able to catch up on chip production for the automotive industry until 2024. That's, That's two still years from now. Yep. And so you see that. And then I saw somebody today saying, you know, about fuel like right now and what are problems we're having with the war and whatever, what, what not, uh, that were, there's been such a massive demand for fuel and refineries are running at full tilt in the United States. Okay. But look, there are no new, you know, said, well, new refineries are coming online. Listen, there are no new refineries coming online and there are none planned in the future. There hasn't been a new refinery in the U.S. in 25 years. So if you're expecting refinery capacity to go up right now to cover for this because new refineries, you're out of your mind. <laughs> they, they, they aren't there. They don't exist. Um, and many countries in the Americas, here's the damn problem, have lost refineries as well. The U.S. included. Um, Mexico, uh, lost a ton of refinery capacity over the last 20 years. Venezuela, basically, uh, that used to export gasoline and diesel now has to import it. Okay. Uh, and Venezuela was a large producer. So you've had this reduction in refining capacity and there's just not no replacement. And now with Russia, and this fucking war and the embargoes, well, that cuts that too. So where's the relief coming from? I don't see it coming from anywhere. And then, so we say, okay, so let's shift to um, electric vehicles. Great. Well, I just told you what the guy that makes the damn chips that makes them run said. He's like, well, we can't catch up until two years from now. And now we've got mm -hmm. China with a fucking COVID wave. Right. Which they, which they are continuing to respond to by shutting things down, uh, which slows everything down. Right. Um, so look, the fact that things are, Oh, that we have relatively few shortages of stuff. Is a fucking miracle. And by the way, that that whole baby formula thing is a whole different reason for that. So right, there was a big recall. Okay, yeah. a baby formula, which caused the shortage. And of course, it's giving an excuse to Republicans to want to just kill babies because they 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 don't want to kill. Sorry, I, I, I didn't want to. They don't want to kill the unborn. You. They don't want to kill the you know. So if they're if or if, maybe if they're not born yet, if they're not born yet. They want those. Uh, they 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 think that those are alive. So that 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 we protect the ones that aren't born yet. But after they're born, we it's, it's it, especially if they're if they don't have their papers, we want them dead. Yeah. Anyway, I, I didn't mean to distract you. So it, the the point the point was that we've actually aside from that thing, which has a different purpose, and things that happened early on in the pandemic most things you can still go to the store and get. We are, we're not having or shortages. You have right. reasonable alternatives available. Okay. 
I, I mean, like, for example, I mean, for a while during the pandemic, I couldn't find my son's chicken nuggets, but there were chicken tenders. Right. Now, it wasn't his favorite, but, you know, it's not like he was going to starve. You know? So, it's stuff like that. I mean, okay, as long as there are equivalent substitutes available, I mean, you know, it's okay. So, you know, those, those, those things are manageable, okay? When, when you're having, like, a problem where you're not being able to get anything supplied, that's a different story. So... In any case, what you're saying is basically like the downturn on the stock market. Yes, there are ups and downs and people should expect that. But this is not the popping of a speculative bubble. This is actually, hey, look, we've had a couple of really unusual years here with a lot of things that really were disruptive. And we're now starting to see that in a whole bunch of companies and how they're doing. And by the way, a lot of those company stocks soared because they announced incredible record results. And now all of a sudden those results are starting to come down to earth. And so their stocks are starting to come back down along with it. Right. And and so, so you could argue that they were artificially inflated during the pandemic due to things that were only going to be true for a short period of time. Well, it's like certain companies like benefited massively from it, uh, like like employers of some people that that we know in the show yeah um yeah look it, it definitely a huge beneficiary but there's been some there's been some slowdown in the, in, in in buying this has been i mean i think um look they're, they're, i'm gonna tell you the the biggest change is also that there is this shift that's happening that back from purchasing goods to services. Um, this has been a big shift that was unexpected. It's one of the reasons why inflation had been uh, caught a whole bunch of people by surprise because when demand came back and people started spending money, they were spending in way more on products than they were on services. And by services, I mean vacations, shows, experiences, things like that. Okay. And so now uh people feel more comfortable about doing that and like the cruise industry today announced that they had completely uh record-shattering bookings right now. Record-shattering. <laughs> okay. And that basically people were surveyed and they're like, "Yeah, we know there's going to be covid. We don't give a shit. We want to get out and go on a fucking cruise." Okay. Yeah. So so that's the shift where, okay, great. So I'm not going to order anymore. I'm not ordering as many. I'm not going crazy spending money on mail order products. I want to go on a fucking cruise. And they're showing it with their money because the bookings are showing it. I mean, when they're, I'm telling you, record, record setting. You know, cruise bookings, smashing records. So you're seeing the shift in the money going back to um, to those kinds of things. I mean, I went to, you know, hotels. I mean, they're all so expensive, like right now, everywhere. Um, yeah, you mentioned that airline a few weeks tickets back. are airline tickets are expensive because again, the same thing. And actually, they've got a problem where they don't have enough people sometimes to cover the work, and they're having record-setting demand at the same time. Um. So yeah, I mean it's you know, it's that kind of stuff. 
happening right now. Um, and, and so before we talk about crypto, uh, does, and I know every few weeks I ask this question, like, are we getting yeah. a real recession out of this? Is it just the stock market going back to normal levels and uh, incorporating all these events? Or, or are, are we going to get into a spiral? We already had one quarter of negative growth. And I know you mentioned that all, this were all kinds of particular reasons for that. Are we are we going to have a real recession? And is it going to be a bad one? Or are we going to pop back from all this? and Because I all, think here's the one thing about the first quarter Because we talked GDP about all number. of the things that were positive in the economy a few weeks back. Listen, you the know, first quarter GDP number showed a big inventory draw. But at the same time, it showed the consumer spending was still robust. So if you're getting that, then it's very difficult to have a recession when it was just an inventory draw. It just meant that that a lot of people started getting in their orders and they were like, well, let's cut back a little bit on ordering more merchandise because we, we you know, some of the backlog had been covered. Uh, but consumer spending was still robust. So are so, you still overall bullish on the economy overall, despite the I think, inflation, I think despite the economy the is going to cool down like right now? I, I, I do think so. But there's a lot of uh, positive factors uh, towards the U.S. economy. Uh, look, Europe uh, right now is demanding that we provide them more energy than we had been before because they don't want to depend on Russia. So that's a positive for 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 U.S. demand. Um, all these other things is travel, whatever, whatnot are, are positive for, uh, the U S economy, uh, tourism and that kind of stuff. Uh, there's a lot of positive things, um, in the economy when you've got a record number of housing starts still happening, we're, you know, we're building more houses right now that we have had in like 20 years. Um, that's also a strong uh, push for the economy. Um, so those, there's a lot of underlying positive factors right now that this stuff that's going on hasn't um, hasn't hasn't pushed away. Uh, and as a, I, I mean, as a matter of fact, some of this stuff has driven positive factors for the U.S. because. If we're going to get more demand for chips, the the companies that that are the in the main driver's seat making money off the uh, off these are U.S. companies designing and, and engineering this stuff. Uh, the, the energy part again. So again, do you you know I I think we underestimate a lot of people underestimate how big the tourism sec- sector is as a economic engine in the U.S. Uh, it's huge. Okay. And so, uh, you get, like I said, record setting cruise bookings like right now. Hey, that's, that's a positive for the economy. So there's, there's a lot of things underlying between all the negative factors are, are there still some, some, some strong, uh, trends right now that are helping the U S at this point. Hmm. Okay. We'll see. It, it all still see. I, I think you summarized it a few weeks back, uh, by saying things are all just very unsettled. Like they are all, there are all kinds of factors at play that could interact with each other in all kinds of unpredictable ways. 
And so what's going to happen? Who the fuck knows? Well, I mean, I know, I know you're just went on your, here are all the optimistic things and here's why it's good. But like, well, what I'm saying is that there is, there are, there are a lot of negative things, but at the same time that there are some positive, strong undercurrents that just don't go away, say in three to six months. Right. Okay. Um, that, that's, that's what I, that's what I'm seeing right now is like all those housing starts aren't going to stop tomorrow. No. Uh, and nobody's everybody's not rushing right now to cancel those vacations this summer um you know, those kinds of things and so uh it, it, it I, in the short term i don't see a, a problem uh right now but we'll you know talk to me in three months to see where the hell we are right yeah. now but but the underlying factors right now remain pretty pretty decent at this so, point. So be- before we hit crypto, do you want to say anything about any of the other economic indicators from recent numbers, inflation, jobs, anything like that? I mean, the the numbers have been as expected. I think the one thing is that people keep uh, looking at uh, the inflation numbers like month to month, day to day, and sometimes comparing year over year, not looking at the current monthly trend. Um and they're looking at the last couple of months, which basically got severely impacted by 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 energy prices, and um, and and food and energy got really hit because of the war, and you know it, it's going to. March was the worst month. April started bending down on that somewhat. We're still not seeing the effect of the strong dollar on it. I I, I think that. As as the months progress, there'll be there there will be factors like pulling it back down, um, and it's already happening. It's just that the people keep looking at, oh well, it's higher than prior year, but but look at the curve of what's going on with certain factors. So, uh, I think that inflation is 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 trending back down, um, at this point. And so I, I do see the trend, inflation trending down into next year. Okay. So before we, before we end the show, we got to talk about crypto. No, we now, have to talk about crypto. Now Come the on. whole, the whole crypto market has been going down since like November was when it hit its high, but specifically in this last week, there's this whole Terra Luna thing that completely imploded and everything else went down with it. So you, 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 you want me to try or you want to try to explain this? You know, well, it, this it, thing it, was called, I, I think here's the, here's the biggest problem, but I, I think I summarized it. The, the, uh, I tried to summarize it uh, on our Slack. Um, this thing was called a stable coin, right? Yes. Because the stable specifically, coin was supposedly specific, to the specific, dollar. Specifically an algorithmic stable coin. An algorithmic stable coin. Okay. Somehow it's supposed to be tied to the dollar, but yet there was another product tied to it. Yes. Um, that promised a 20% annual return or something like that. Look. Well, that, that, that was actually a third product that was tied to the first two that had the 20% thing going on. Right. But okay. My point is that how the hell can you offer a guaranteed 20% return on something that is supposedly just simply tied to the value of the dollar? 
So, so the, 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 the 20% thing was a side thing, but let's talk about the, the main two. Like the whole point was there was this, the stable coin was pegged to the, it, the, the stable coin was stuck at a dollar because you could trade it. That's the Terra. You could trade right. it for Luna, Luna, whose flight, right. whose price would float. And the fact that they were tied together, supposedly incentivized so that it would, the purchases of the one that would float would act to keep the one at a dollar because more could be minted in order to keep it together. It, 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 there, there are good explainers online. Go look up Terra Luna explainer. They'll go into all kinds of detail. We can't go through here. Yeah, but but what point, happened is that the price of Luna collapsed. Yes. The point is that this, this whole thing where they sort of managed to keep each other in check it, like all of this stuff fundamentally relies on people having the confidence in it. Somebody pulled out a whole bunch all at once, caused it to break the peg, and then it went into what people call a death spiral. Neither one could keep up. Basically, this Luna asset went to zero and it it, it, had it went been to a, zero. It went, uh, I mean, it, yeah, it was a, like a few weeks ago. It was at one hundred and sixteen dollars or something like that, something crazy. And you know, last I saw, I couldn't count how many zeros after the decimal point it had. Let me see. I, I see this one here where it says the twenty-one shares Terra ETP tumbled ninety-nine percent. So from to point zero one Swiss francs. Having closed at twenty two point twenty nine Swiss francs on May sixth, yeah. Holy so the, shit! So the the actual <laughs> holy shit! Uh, the, wow. the the actual Luna coin. Let me just say, let's see. Let's go back to a year. Uh, hit its all time high uh, in the first part of April at like one hundred and twelve dollars. The current price. Is point zero 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 one three nine dollars. Nice. Uh which you know do you, helped... do you have any of those? Uh I, I did let's see. The, well the the I did not have any Luna directly because Coinbase didn't have it. I did have uh something called a wrapped Luna. Okay. Which which was tied to the Luna. <laughs> uh, and so my I had $50 worth of wrapped Luna. Oh boy. How um, much is it worth now? Point zero. Zero, 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 <laughs> one, one, three dollars. <laughs> so one hundredth of a cent. Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, you know, uh, oh, God, you know, the the biggest thing about the uh, by the way, I, I, I had I, I had fifty dollars of the Terra stable coin as well. Uh, mm -hmm. It is my fifty dollars is now worth six dollars and eighty six cents. Wow for the for the stable coin. Okay. Wow. So so much for the I, word stable coin. I mean, Jesus, <laughs> it's very Christ. stable. Yeah, very stable. Uh, but yeah, the the Luna was the one whose price could float. By the way, not the stable one, the Terra. Right, 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 the right, right. That was the yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, and look, and of here, I, I, I've said before, one of the things about a listen, anything can function as a currency, right? Okay, 
but it has to be accepted by everybody and that it, it and that that is an item of value which you could you could trade for and um you know it, it's just people have to have confidence in it whether it's by the legality around it the structure that protects it what guarantees does it have and so forth and so on right and so that's what makes these so so fickle in terms of I mean, you got to run on it, and all of a sudden, boom, game over. Especially when it's algorithmic like this. Yeah, and supposedly, by the way, the the rest of the stable coins, um, or most of them, are theoretically backed by some sort of real asset. Uh, but what's been pointed out is every time somebody is looked into, like the two or three biggest one of these stable coins, in terms of okay, can you actually show us? what you have that backs right. it. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't. <laughs> oh, gee, what a shocker. <laughs> um, and so like, the, it, you know, and I've seen people say like, Oh, they're audited. Yeah. But like anytime anybody really wants to like open those books and see, okay, come on, show, show us the details. What do you really have? They're like, yeah, no, we're not showing you. What are you talking about? That would be crazy. Look, and there's circumstantial evidence that at least a few of the biggest really don't have stuff behind them, by the way. Look, for, for the longest time, going back to, you know, I, I, I always, uh, I think back about five, you know, a little over 500 years ago uh, when Spain, you know, came to the new world. And gold was really the standard for which wealth was measured in Europe at the time. And that was the biggest medium of exchange is to pay stuff. You know, the wealth of a country is measured in the amount of gold that they had. Uh, and they discovered all this gold in, in, in the new world. Uh, and they were, you know, enslaving people to mine it, take it and take it back to, to Europe. Uh, and, and actually, they took back the Spanish took back so much gold at some point that they started devaluing gold to a certain extent. Okay. Because there's just so much of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, now it, it uses a medium. It, it, it did do that to a certain extent. Uh, then I think back to some time in which in, in the U S uh, U S dollars, there was, there, there were a whole bunch that were gold or silver certificates that could be exchanged directly for a certain uh amount of the metal uh you know for for a long time right then then at some point you know we decided that well by artificially limiting the amount of currency in circulation you know tied to that it's not really tied to the size of the economy and so we broke away from that and so you've got the dollar as it is right now basically that it that is, it is a fiat currency. It is basically based on amount that is in circulation in relative size to the size of the U.S. economy. Uh, and and, and like how, all other currencies like that, just people's faith in it. And like it's the, these could all crash it, too. But it's also the the legal protections behind it, yeah. the mechanism for which it's created. I think that one of the things about these is that, uh, you know, with with uh, with these kinds of crypto products is that anybody can fucking mine them. 
Okay, anybody can make them. People can change. You know, you've got these pegs. Anybody that are can all create a place. new one. Any and with right. any of these protocols, you can make more. I mean, it depends on the specific coin and what the rules are. But yeah, they're all they're all made up in arbitrary and short term. But yes. I, I think even more beyond that, and we've talked about this every time we've talked about crypto, is that there is no one, no one seriously using any of these as a medium of exchange except with the with the one possibility of people trying to do illegal things okay right like you know the the people who like hijack hospitals computer systems and say you need to give us x number of bitcoin to get it back okay right. that that's an actual exchange but aside from those kinds of things there is almost no like direct you know you're doing commerce with this crap because it is so volatile that that just doesn't make sense. Instead, it has been almost 100. You, yeah, I mean, you mentioned another one, like the, the stock market. This wasn't the popping of a speculative bubble because there were real underlying things going on. Exactly. In, ter in terms of crypto, it There's is nothing. Oh, it is everything there. This is nothing but speculation. Yes. Nothing you know, but speculation. Yes. Th there is almost, I mean, I'm not going to say zero. But there is almost no actual utility to any one of these crypto coins. And well, I'm even saying that, that even that even the Miami, there was like the last couple of years, there was this damn crypto uh, uh, conference and they stopped accepting fucking Bitcoin as payment because it was too complicated. Yeah. And look, I'll say this as someone who has more than I wish I had at this point of this crap. Um, but because <laughs> I, I, I've told you on the on the show before. I was doing this thing where for several years, every time Coinbase added a new coin, I would get $50 of that coin. Cause I was like, ah, it's play. I'm not going to put too much into it. I'm not going to put anything I right. can't afford. But then they started adding coins they started faster than I, they, you know, like they, rabbits. Yeah, exactly. And, and I said, okay, well, I'm not going to get more than one a week. But then I went like a year plus getting $50 of something every week and each, <laughs> And each a new one of these shitcoin things. So you wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Mister. You're telling me that I spent three thousand dollars on a fucking ticket. You spent twenty five hundred dollars on buying shitcoins. Well, or you know, wait, you spent twenty five hundred dollars buying shitcoins. I at least got to go see a fucking race. <laughs> well, look, see, it was it was spread over the course of several yeah, years. Yeah, 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 whatever. I only go to one race a year. What the fuck? I one race every five years. You give me shit. You fucking. Well, in the end, I ended up with oh, over the course of several years, I ended up with a hundred of these things, and then I stopped. So, so I ended up putting yes, I ended up putting five grand into this, which was way more than I intended. Okay, initially. you put five grand into fucking shit coins. Well, because it, it, and initially it was like, oh, it's fifty dollars here, it's fifty dollars there, it's gambling, whatever. But because they accelerated how many they were doing, I ended, <laughs> it ended up being fifty bucks a week. And then I was like, when I get to a hundred, I'm done. So I got to a hundred a few months ago. I'm done now. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not buying anymore. And I'm just letting this ride. And whatever happens, happens. Oh, I fully what? expect it to go to zero. But we'll see. Um, <laughs> right. Right now, I'm right about at the break-even point. Like, okay, yeah. well, that's. You know, okay. So now I, I will say though, my original fifty dollars of Bitcoin that I bought years ago now, oh no, uh, yeah, sure. is That's... is is still pretty good. Like, uh, let, let me check that 
it, it's it's slightly What's under the percentage 50. return. Well, it what I bought fifty dollars of Bitcoin as of this very second. It's worth fourteen sixty seven. Not bad. You know, so not bad at all. But most of the other things, not not that good. I at the moment. <laughs> um, yeah, they're, they're no, they're they're a decent number that are above water, but there's more that are underwater. Let's just say. Well, I didn't buy five thousand dollars worth of fucking shit coin. I went to a fucking race, and they actually had a race for real with real cars. <laughs> um, yeah. Any, anyway, anyway, um, and Michael Jordan was there. Yeah, it, it, the real it, Michael it, Jordan, not a fucking fake crypto and, one. And I will say, I never, ever, ever would have like just spent five thousand dollars on this crap because I know but you did. But I did because it was okay. because it was simply a time. The fuck I spent fucking Jesus Christ <laughs> because I could justify it as like each individual purchase was small. <laughs> and then at some point, I realized how much money I'd put into it, and I'm like, oh shit, that's way more than I ever. <laughs> and then, so I stopped. But um, anyway, uh, hello. Yes, I'm still okay, here. Still I'm still noise. here. Yes, I'm not dead. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, the, 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 the point is with, I, I, like I said, I owed way too much of this shit. Um, the, but the, the, it, it fundamentally like is not there. I know people try to argue there's some underlying value. There really isn't. It's a whole bunch of fucking bullshit. And, and all of the bullshit and, and you know, part of it was this whole, we're going to be independent of governments and independent of central authority and blah, 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 blah. None of that actually holds <laughs> up either. When you were, when you start, yes, digging that into you're it. subjected to a whole bunch of fucking Ponzi schemers and frauds. Great. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, I yeah, yeah. It, it's all nonsense. It, it, I mean, I, I mentioned, um, and Hey, at least I don't have any NFTs. Or I, I was going to say NF fucking T's. Uh, but, oh, God, Jesus Christ. But like, fucking NFTs. I, I really wish that all the fucking <laughs> NFTs got loaded into one of fucking Elon Musk's rockets together with fucking Elon Musk. And we can launch them into the sun. Yeah. I mean, but, I mean uh, and we'll, we'll just make a mistake in the fucking sun. Oh, Elon, you're going to Mars. Oh, I'm sorry. We sent you to the wrong place. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, one, one of the things, you know, I, I, I just... I, yeah. I, I mean, all of these are nonsense. I, I, I mentioned before on the show, like l last time we talked about crypto a year ago or something that second to Bitcoin, all of these were $50 originally, but second to Bitcoin, the next biggest you know, value of these things I have is something called Decentraland. And basically it's like a proxy for buying real estate in some virtual world somewhere. Oh, fuck this. It's like, you know, th there is no fucking way that's not eventually going to zero. It's only a question of how long it takes. God, fucking Jesus Christ. I mean, like, you know, how, how, how's your second life property doing these days? <laughs> you know, I, I saw someone online when talking about the crypto uh, crash stuff saying, you know, yes, I recognize that, you know, your crypto is going down, but I honestly, it's like telling me that, you know, the, the price of your suit in world of Warcraft went down or something, <laughs> you know, okay. You lost some, you know, I, I will acknowledge that this, I will acknowledge that this happened, but don't try to convince me it's real. <laughs>
Oh God, Jesus Christ. I get shit. I, you know, I go to, you know, I spend money on real fucking events, not a fake suit at a fucking game. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I, it, you know, it's, it seems like it's popping up a little bit from its lows a few days. The, the whole crypto oh, market. Oh God, I'm saying. look, well, listen, in the uh, end, listen, in the listen. End, like I, what I said, but, but listen, here's a big problem. What's going on a lot with the overall crypto market. Well, yes. I'm going to say with Bitcoin more specifically, it's more moving with the market than it is. A, a lot of people said, well, it's a hedge against right. market. Bullshit. Bullshit. No, it's actually moved almost. I've seen Bitcoin right now almost move completely in unison with the stock market. Right. Specific, specifically with NASDAQ, it's been very closely tied to that for the last yes. few months, at least. Yes, very much so. And, and, and you know, yeah, I, I, like I keep thinking, like, is there a possibility that a handful of cryptocurrencies will survive and yes, still I, end I up being used? So. I do you believe know, so. Yes. But like almost all of this stuff, I think, is going to wash out. I say, you, I say that 90 plus percent of them are just going pfft. Yeah, I'd probably go higher, you know, 95, 90, I don't know. Like, you know, Bitcoin may survive. Ethereum might survive. A couple more might survive. But But the rest, the rest, like all this stuff, like Terra and Luna and all this kind of, I mean, Terra and Luna have already. Well, they're they're going to go to the same garbage dump where they sent those Atari games like about 40 years ago, together with all the assets from Webvan and, you know, another one of those like 20 yeah. years ago yeah like there there are hundreds and hundreds of these things out there i mean and most of them are small but only the handful of the biggest i think will survive at all and and it and, and you know there's some reason to think that they might not either they might they might not because it, it, it's still unclear like what are you really what, what real value does it have and is it worth it um you know but the the handful of biggest ones might survive because there's obviously some sort of demand out there. Um, but there are all kinds of reasons too why, like, just as these scale and as you tr- like, you, you're fundamentally trying to. I mean, the whole idea of the blockchain is you keep a log of all the transactions going back to the beginning, and you know, the longer something lives, the more cumbersome that is. And you're, you're, you're sort of betting on computing power growing faster than that and all kinds of other things. It's just, I don't know. It's yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. All right. But it's, 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 it has not been a good week for crypto. It has not been a good week for any investments at this point. Well, that's true. I mean, uh, that's true, but but it's been particularly bad if you own this Luna crap. Oh well, if you own the Luna crap, okay, yeah, you you really had a bad week, and and you know the, uh, you see reports of people being like, you know, I've lost I my lost entire all ne- my savings, and I'm like, you had them in the fucking Luna coin. I mean, might as well listen where my wallet was in my, the back of my backpack was a thousand times more secure than this shit. Yeah. And and like you said, most of these are Ponzi schemes, which means that somebody is making money off this shit. Oh yeah. Somebody's making money. The the people who set it up initially and pumped it, they're, they're the ones who are happy. 
Um, and then they're long gone by the time it crashes. Now, although I think a lot of the original, like this particular Ponzi scheme with Luna and Terra, it feels like some of the original people who are running that Ponzi scheme got caught in the crash too, which, you know, I don't feel bad. Yeah. No, I don't. So, okay. We're right. done. We're done. We're done. Okay. So the stuff at the end, uh, go to curmudgeons-corner.com to find out all the ways to contact us, to look at our archives, all of this fun sort of stuff, uh, including a link to our Curmudgeons Corner Patreon, uh, where you can give us a little cash at various levels. We'll give you a shout out on the show, a postcard, a mug, you know, all that kind of stuff. And at $2 a month on the Patreon, or if you contact us on any of the ways you find on the website and ask nicely, we will invite you to our Curmudgeons Corner Slack, where Yvonne and I and several of our listeners uh, chat throughout the week. Um, Yvonne, is there anything that we talked about on the Slack this week that we did not talk about on the show that that's we did worth not mentioning? Talk, that we did not talk about. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, because we did talk about a lot of it. We did. Ah, uh, well, there's the story you you sent out about somebody found out why kids die of SIDS. Oh yeah, this was a, this is a big deal. Like they they a very they, big deal. They found an actual physical cause, and this is something that forever it seemed like mysterious. And parents were always wondering if they did something wrong, and blah blah blah. No, it turns out there's a physical explanation in the kid. Uh, something with the 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 metabolism, and uh, they they now know what it is. They're working on tests so they can screen for it and maybe do something about it. Uh, so huge deal. Yeah. So we got that. Uh, then there was a passenger that landed a plane uh, right near my house after the pilot became unresponsive. Nice. Uh, we had that. Uh, let's see. Uh, we also had. Um, uh, oh, uh, an independent Russian media organization, MASH, posted on Telegram that billionaire Alexander Subotin. A former executive at energy giant Lukoil died after coming into contact with a poisonous toad during an anti-hangover session laid by a, led by a shaman. I didn't know that let that guy out of jail already. Nice. Um, oh. I, don't, I don't mean to make fun of this guy's death, but, but there seems to be quite a few Russian oligarchs. Of, that, that die in very strange circumstances. Yeah, I, I wonder why. Yeah, I, mm. I don't know. I, 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 I mean, I can't imagine. You know, hey, hey, Vlad, Vlad. Yeah, they're not buying that story about falling out of a window. You got any new ideas? Anyway, uh, speaking uh, of, <laughs> speaking of which, there are plenty going on in Ukraine as well. There's uh, Sweden and Finland, uh, you know, proceeding to ask for NATO. Turkey saying no, we don't like that idea. Um, you know, there, there, there are persistent rumors that uh, Putin himself has health issues and could be dying soon, but oh. nothing confirmed, nothing confirmed. And in fact, quite a bit of evidence, <clears throat> maybe it's intentional disinformation. So, yeah. So, yeah, th there's news about that. There's some January 6th stuff. Uh, there's grand juries being impaneled on Donald Trump's uh, uh uh, classified documents that he took to Mar-a-Lago. Right. There's all kinds of stuff we're not covering. <laughs> and the, and the and the last the last um, yes. important news. Yeah, very important news. 
Trump kept asking if China was shooting us with a hurricane gun. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> like, and, and numerous people who are at this meeting have now said, oh, yeah, yeah, he's, I just can't believe how dumb this man is. Yeah. And like I said, would, would you ever trade places with this man's life? Trade yours. They they were like, they were trying to get him to pay attention to hurricane is about to hit the United States. We might want to do something about that. Get some relief efforts going, do something or other to like prepare for the imminent hit. Paper or, towels. Pa- paper towels, whatever. And he kept going back to, yeah, but are the Chinese doing this? Are the Chinese shooting the hurricane at us? Do they always turn the same direction? Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Like I said again, which I ask you again, would you ever want to trade and be Donald Trump? No. 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 Never. Not. You know, no. Okay. And with right. that, we, we are we are really done. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Have a good week. Stay safe. All of that kind of stuff. Uh, we will talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye.